Over a hill and under a misty mountain, deep within the unceded Musqueam territory of Vancouver, British Columbia, I'm Doug Vandalay with another episode of Comedy Zeitgeist. You can follow the show on Twitter at Comedy Zeitgeist and talk to me at Doug Vandalay. Hello to everybody listening on CITR 101.9 here for the first 30 minutes of the show. Yuck, yuck, who's there? I'm joined today by Lauren Debra. How's it going? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. How are you enjoying this this heat today? Oh my gosh, it feels like home. I'm yeah. having flashbacks being in a room with Australians and having the sun out. <laughs> I, th- I think you're our first Australian guest Ooh. on this show. Well, thank you. Because I was like trying really hard to stay away from Australians. No, totally. For a while. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> do, do you ever find yourself like gatekeeping the heat to people? Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> I uh, I don't know. Like for me, the the heat. I don't realize how much I miss it until it comes back. Like, I just, the cold I enjoy. And then as soon as we get a day like today, I'm like, ah, oh, damn, I really miss the sunshine. Well, I don't miss it at all. No? Yeah. This uh, is too hot even for me. I'm from Perth. Oh, uh, okay. I don't know where you're from, but Perth yeah. is like one of the hotter parts totally. of the country. I lived in, well, I grew up in New South Wales, but then I lived on the sunshine coast of Queensland for a few years before I moved out here. So that was hot, but not Perth hot. <laughs> yeah. And that's like tropical paradise. Yeah, hot. right. And exactly. uh, you got the water parks and yeah. I mean, we got good beaches in Perth, but I'm not that much of a beach person and I burn easily. I don't know if you can tell by my translucent skin. <laughs> You've been avoiding the sun. Like, yeah, I, don't, I haven't had a tan in four years and that just means we're going to age much nicer than our Australian pals back home. <laughs> That's true. Skin cancer capital of the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What a lot of people don't know in this country is when you get burnt in Australia, it's more serious. Yeah, totally. we're under the hole in the ozone layer. So mm-hmm. the radiation is like twice as much. So many people have brought up that hole in the ozone layer to me in like the last few weeks. Like oh, obviously really? it's something we learn about in school, but yeah, in the last few weeks, people have been mentioning it. I don't know if it's just become like common knowledge or it's a coincidence, but I've had three different people bring it up to me recently. And I'm like, yeah, it's a thing. We did that. I think it's like repairing itself or something. Oh, yeah? And uh, Oh, that's cool. Because we stopped with CFCs in the 90s mm-hmm. and now we've got all sorts of new problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're the club manager at Yuck Yucks Vancouver. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Uh, I actually started Yuck Yucks in Halifax when I first moved to Canada. So I actually had a hotel, corporate hotel experience. And then long story short, I moved to Halifax. I got a job in the same hotel chain. And then I was working in the food and beverage department for about a month. And they had a yuck yucks in the club and their manager resigned and they need a man- needed a manager. And they offered it to me. And I was like, well, that sounds like fun. And then I've never looked back. Like I couldn't imagine being like in corporate hotels now. So a year there. And then as we were just talking about before, I was on a work holiday visa, which is two years. So I thought, I've got a year left. I'll see the other side of the country. Yeah. Came out here, messaged the manager, current manager that was there at the Vancouver Club, seeing if they had any positions. And it turned out, turned out they needed a floor manager. So it was just like the position wasn't advertised. It was just right place, right time, which was pretty cool. So coming up to three years at that club now. Um, but yeah, it's awesome. I'm there like five or six nights a week. I, uh, I get to see all different sorts. I started an open mic almost three years ago there. So that's brought in a whole different kind of talent and everything. Um, you see all levels of talent now, which is nice. Um, but you see the up and comers, which is really great. But it's it's been fun. I've met so many amazing people there. And yeah, it's like, who, who knew when I left Australia that that's what I'd be doing by now? Yeah. So what are some of the standout experiences you've had at Yuck Yucks? Ooh, uh, well, I, gosh, so many. Uh, I Like I said, the open mic has been for like work purposes. That's been one of my biggest accomplishments because it's 
it's packed every week and I love that and it, it's um, satisfying seeing that happen and seeing people progress when they perform up there but in terms of like personal wow moments um I've gotten to meet some of my favorite comedians which has been great uh Fortune Feimster is one of my favorites and we nice. hosted her during Just for Laughs Northwest so I got to meet with her I had her on Yuck Yuck Sues there which was my interview program and yeah that was like one of the most standout things and then um Kirk Fox is another favorite of mine I met him at the comedy store and asked him to come out and we ended up having him headline a few weeks ago so they're probably like the two most awesome ones for me fangirling <laughs> while at work which is pretty neat yeah uh, I, I saw you had somewhat recently a, a another celebrity guest at Yuck Yucks oh are you talking about Mr. Ray Romano yeah. by chance yeah that was awesome that was the hardest secret I've ever had to keep <laughs> we'd been talking uh I well I'd been talking with someone he worked with for several weeks he was in town filming and they were just trying to make it happen and his filming schedule was getting in the way but they said look he really wants to come but, you know, they'd ask every few days and then eventually um, it ended up happening. Like he got in contact with me, asked if he could come on the Saturday. And yeah, it was amazing. The nicest man, like lived up to every expectation I had, which was great. So he was like a surprise headliner. Uh, he dropped in and did like a 15 minute guest spot. Oh, nice. Before the headliner, which was awesome yeah it was really cool imagine having ray romano open for you i know <laughs> local club the headliner that weekend was ron josel and i mean i don't know if you've seen ron perform but he is just amazing so i think it really just it couldn't have gone better really there's some headliners who might have struggled with that like ray romano going up before you but yeah it was just like a killer show it was really fun nice yeah, yeah. i wish i could have seen that one other side of the coin what are some of the uh more challenging or crazy experiences you get working there yeah uh well challenging is having to turn people down sometimes which happens if people ask for spots or whatnot and you know have to having to give that constructive feedback in order to you know help them and and get them to that level eventually but at the same time having to tell them no not right now um is probably the hardest part of my job and it does happen unfortunately more often than i get to give the yeses um because the spots are limited but yeah i think Things that happen that are crazy, I guess probably the biggest downside outside of working with comedians of my job is having to deal with hecklers. Right. <laughs> it's, uh, they just, they don't get it. And they, of course, when they get roused on for constantly heckling, they want to speak to the manager. So I've been yelled at a lot by drunken people, not understanding why they weren't helping the show. So if anyone's listening, heckling does not help the show. <laughs> that's that's my uh, message today. <laughs> Please don't heckle. <laughs> Yuck Yucks is a pretty well policed room though right yeah, yeah. definitely and w which I guess is what makes it harder because then I just have to explain that no that that staff member was not picking on you personally they're just doing their job you know yeah. that literally they're here to make sure everyone has a good time and that everyone can enjoy the show the same way they all paid the same price so you know it, it is very well monitored but then that has its downside of them people just being unaware and thinking oh I'm being personally picked on and it's like no you're not <laughs> should handle the hecklers flyers for the open mic night oh yeah exactly there's been there's been chat of like that should be the punishment you know you <laughs> like, have to do yeah the open exactly mic night. heckle again and we'll make you do four minutes and see what happens wearing a sandwich board yeah. this is heckler <laughs> I'll just sit in the front row and heckle them the whole time <laughs> Hey there, lovely listeners. I'm Talia Murdoch, and I'm here to tell you about my show, Everything Economics. Every week, I talk about the world around you, specific social and economic issues, and dive into how fantasy realms would work in real life. 
That's everything economics on the Cave Goblin Network. So you mentioned uh, Yuck Yuck Who's There. Mm-hmm. So is that a podcast? Um, it's Well, it's more video rather than audio. But yeah, no, just little segments that we put on our IGTV at Yuck Yucks. Um, it started off doing Facebook Live over a year ago and then moved to Instagram as things do. Instagram's taking over the world. Uh, an interview and then I normally create a fun game based on the comedian, which is... A lot easier and a lot more fun if I know them and I can create a game based on what they do or what I know about them. But yeah, it's just a kind of lighthearted way to kind of get our fans uh, behind the scenes look at that comedian and hopefully entice them to come and see them at the show. <laughs> so people can find that on the Yuck Yuck yeah, Instagram? Yeah, uh, on our Instagram, uh, on the IGTV and on our YouTube and on our Facebook page as well. They're all uploaded everywhere, but it is made and built for IGTV, so... If you can, watch it there. It looks better. <laughs> so do you have to produce that entirely yourself? you have a team working on it with you? No, I do that myself. Um, it was actually my boss's idea a while back that he would like to see the comedians have interviews in the green room. And then I was like, oh, I can make that happen. That sounds awesome. Great idea. So I come up with the questions. Every now and again, we get them submitted by viewers, which is cool. But for the most part, I come up with them. Um, I film it. I organize it it's yeah I used to have someone come in and be like a sidekick aka operating the camera and relaying um, questions that came through live but now since the format has changed it's just a one-on-one which is you know sometimes challenging if I don't have fun things to say and I'm interviewing someone that isn't very particularly chatty but you know rise to the occasion and it's uh, it's been been a treat <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a steeper learning curve than you think like yeah into interviewing totally well. how long have you been doing this one now been doing this show for a little over a year yeah i've had a lot of uh big breaks mm-hmm. this year just a lot of stuff going on mm-hmm. we've got some other shows on the network as well yeah yeah here but yeah uh, my first interview ever was what well, i actually started by being like a remote comedy interviewer for citr okay and um discorder mm-hmm. and i managed to before i got that volunteer job, I managed to land an interview with the last podcast on the left. Okay. Uh, with those guys when they were in Vancouver, who were like still the most famous people I've ever talked to. That's awesome. And yeah, I completely flubbed it. It's the worst interview I've ever done. <laughs> and um, I I could tell that as well. And I sent Marcus Parks an email um, asking for feedback. And he gave me like the most helpful uh, oh, nice. long email. It was like an entire A4 page oh, wow. of feedback with links to books. and. Yep. Um, resources that he used to learn so that was really good That's and that awesome. helped me a lot and, do you uh, ever listen to your like first one never I yeah can't. i know, I, know I, I can barely listen to my most recent ones. oh really yeah, yeah. actually you know what? i used to watch them like before i would um go and like repost them and stuff and i, I can't do it anymore but there was a time well, i do listen to when i edit them right yeah. right i guess yours being more long form you kind of have to but mine it's just like 10 minutes max so it just goes up as is but when I interviewed Byron Bertram a few or maybe a couple months ago I had interviewed him in one of my first ones so I went back to see what I'd asked him so I didn't repeat anything and I was like oh no this is so awkward it's like I had no idea what I was doing so it's good in a way to see oh I'm better at it now I guess but it's like oh don't watch the first ones (laughs) I mean it helps when you listen to really early episodes of other big podcasts Mm -hmm. and things and they're just as bad. Like, right. I was talking to Sean Hagen yesterday from DMs of Vancouver about this, and I used to cut out every um and ah uh and pop sound, everything. Oh, wow. But then you listen to Comedy Bang Bang, that's what, like almost 500 mm-hmm. episodes deep, maybe more, and 
half of it is Scott arming and eyeing, and it adds to it. It's natural. Yeah, so. absolutely. It's I mean, it's a conversation. So, so yeah, learning that way. But who are you? Uh, some of your favorite comedians in Vancouver that you Vancouver to comedians? Or, yeah. Oh, there's so many. Um, okay, how many? Give me a number, otherwise I'll go on forever. Five. Top five. five. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sam Tonning, unsurprisingly. Um, Steve Letts, Alana Brittany, Andrea Jin, Ola Dada. Oh, nice. Yeah. We had a, uh, Ola and Sam have both been on this nice. show. Nice. Both great people. Yeah. On and off stage. <laughs> yeah, they're really fun. Sam is super nice, super helpful. Yeah. He takes very good care of me. <laughs> he call, I call him my dad. Um. <laughs> oh, we don't have to get into that. No. <laughs> Anyone who knows me that's listening knows that already anyway. So, <laughs> so I was going to ask what you did before comedy, but you, you pretty naturally um, told us you were Told in, you my life story. In yes. uh, <laughs> hospitality, hotel management. Mm-hmm. What are your interests outside of comedy? And Oh, they're so limited now. Like, I guess before I had more spare time, but now, you know, every night almost I'm at the club. So it feels like 90% of my life is comedy in one way or another, whether it's like all the friends that I've made here are comedians or involved with comedy. So it's just like even in my spare time, it's now doing watching the shows or uh, hanging out with comedians. I mean, I guess my one thing I would like to do, and this is going to make me sound boring to most people, but it's just like I like to just switch off and read (laughs) for like at least an hour a day. Just give me that hour because otherwise I'm just like, go, go, go. But I mean, yeah, it's kind of a sad answer, but there's nothing really outside of work. Well, it sounds like you work. enjoy, enjoy I mean, what you do. Totally. So. Absolutely. That'd so. be really sad if you hated it. Yeah, absolutely. That would be, that would be a downer for sure. Um, yeah, but people ask me that, you know, when people ask me like, oh, what's new? And I'm like, um, just working. But I this mean, it's not a, a new bad album thing. Out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's never a bad thing though. Work's fun. So... What are you reading right now? Oh, I'm reading Jurassic Park. <laughs> I'd never, book. I'd never read the book. Uh, a friend lent, uh, lent it to me, and I was just reading it on the way here. It's so good. It's yeah, it's so very good. cool. It, it's a lot crazier than the movie. Totally. I don't know how far in I'm, you are, I'm but. already like, I'm addicted to it. Like normally, I like I said, I give myself like an hour a day, but I'm finding, even though I only started reading it maybe four days ago, I'm. I'm spending so much time a day reading it. I'm just like really I into it. I love when it. you find a book like that. Yeah. It's, it's been a while, so it's good. I tend to read a lot of like autobiographies of people that I admire, which is good, I guess. But now this is like a story that I'm like hooked on and it's been a while since I've read a book like that. So Have you read Born excited. Standing Up? No. It's uh, Steve Martin's Oh, no, I haven't really read that good. one. It's a really tight read as well. It's, yep. it's quite short. Yeah. And, you know, he's a born entertainer. So. Totally. Um, I listen to audiobooks mainly. Okay. And he narrates the audiobook. Ooh, that's which cool. Which is really good. And totally. he like, plays banjo between all oh of the gosh. chapters. That's amazing. Can recommend. Oh, definitely. I love him so much. <laughs> so uh, other than uh, Yuck Yuck Who's There and mm-hmm. obviously Yuck Yucks itself and the various shows mm-hmm. you produce, uh, is there anything you'd like to plug? Ooh, uh, if I may, uh, lovely Alana Brittany and I just started a, like a video series again on IGTV called uh driving in cars with so we're just uh weekly putting out on mondays our favorite friends in in the city and taking them where do you need to go today we take them for a drive and it's been fun so far we've interviewed a lot of fun people we've gone for ice cream we've gone for coffee we've gone to see uh tourist destinations some have been a letdown but yeah that's on instagram if anyone wants to watch it 
Alana's great. I'm just there, but <laughs> that sounds fun. Just, yeah. just don't let the Vancouver Taxi Union hear about it. Oh, okay, yeah, just fair enough. Doing doing ride sharing. <laughs> totally. Well, thanks so much for coming. Thank on you. Today. Where can people find you online? Oh, uh, Instagram is just Lauren Deborah, um, and that's all I have. I'm kind of not on the Facebook or oh, actually, I lied. I have Twitter. <laughs> I always forget about that. So that's Lauren Deborah Eleven. I'm very relatively new to that, so I always forget about it. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can follow the cave goblin network on all social media at cave goblins or check out what we're doing over on cavegoblins.com please consider leaving a five-star rating and a review on itunes or Podchaser. it's the best way you can help the show for free if you're feeling a little more generous head over to patreon.com forward slash cave goblins for some exclusive content i've been doug vandalay and this has been comedy zeitgeist see you next time This is a Cave Goblin podcast. For other podcasts like this, visit cavegoblins.com. We hope you have enjoyed this program.